Your desecration of reality. I mean, British Museum filled with robots. This show's great. Six chips. <laughs> We should tell him the truth. I can't believe they put that in the trailer. What? It still blows my mind. Yo, get out of here, man. I, it's just, it's, I can't even believe it. It's happening. It's happening. It is happening. And uh, what a new chapter of MCU multiversal history we are now entering. I can't believe it. <laughs> Welcome back to New Rock Stars. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness just through the multiversal doors wide open. Mm. And that door is in the shape of an X that <laughs> opens from the middle. Because now we have Patrick Stewart, Charles Xavier from the Fox X-Men films, leader of the <laughs> Illuminati. But what is the Illuminati? Did we all just become QAnon followers? And <laughs> what, what, what the, the Fox? X-Men? <laughs> This is Inside Marvel, New Rockstar's weekly Marvel reaction show. I'm Eric Voss. I'm here with MT. Dude, that trailer blew my mind just straight on open. I can't, I, I need to know what those little, like, Ultron little bots are doing there. And, like, the, the Illuminati scenario. Like, why didn't we see the, everybody sitting in the chairs? This trailer was surpassed my expectations. Blew my mind. <laughs> yeah, where are the other uh, three? The other three are, like, still in the bathroom. They're like, right. oh, oh, they're the stage. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. Sorry, sorry. Just <laughs> blow it off. Illuminati toilet paper. And what's his name? Oh, he's one of the Doctor Stranges. Okay. <laughs> I mean, MT. You remember just a few weeks ago here on Inside Marvel, we looked ahead to Multiverse of Madness and mm. wondered if Professor X might show up in this movie. Hell, my big prediction for 2022 and our What We Got Wrong 2021 episode was was really just that the Fox X-Men would show up in Multiverse of Madness, Patrick Stewart included. That felt like a pretty big reach. And then, thank God, <laughs> less than two months in, I've avoided another Mephisto gate because it is happening. It is already happening. We know from the trailer. Happy Valentine's! But um, in order to figure out Professor X's role in this movie, we really got to talk about why the Illuminati is so important in the MC? Why it had to be the Super Illuminati? Important. If it is even the Illuminati, because that oh, bro, I feel it in my bones. It feels like Illuminati to me. I it hope so. Like, mm, mm, mm. Yeah, it's Illuminati. Now, um, before we get to this, there are some brand new shirts available at EpicHeroShop.com, inspired by our Lord and Savior Mephisto, the unofficial Marvel mascot here at New Rock Stars. They're both really, really cool designs. Uh, one is a uh, like a word search. And there's some other Easter eggs hidden in there. You know I love a shirt with Easter eggs. You just get anything to get people staring at my chest for longer than a second before they throw up immediately. Uh, no. So that shirt's one. There's this other shirt that's like in the style of a Swedish death metal album cover that I think I love even more. Uh, both are amazing. Uh, and you can find those in all kinds of unique Marvel-inspired designs over at EpicHeroShop.com and NewRockStarsMerch.com. Whatever's easier for your little thingies to type. Uh... Now, MT, what's our question kicking off this week here at New Rockstars? Bro, I gotta ask you, bro, what the fox is Marvel's Illuminati, and why is Patrick Stewart Charles Xavier part of that team? Because it sounds like the Illuminati of, of real life. It's the, the sketchy, oh, we're controlling the government. But is that the same thing, Eric? Yes, everything is that. <laughs> and, uh, MT, I have to... I have to say, when you said what the fox, it's 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 not like in our script outline, so I'm like, whoa, MT's going hard. <laughs> I didn't hear it as, as something else for a second. I forgot that we were doing that. Uh, 
Now let's let's explain what Marvel's Illuminati is. Not to be confused with the the real life uh, conspiracy theory <laughs> Illuminati of uh, the shadowy cabal that. Yes, <laughs> I don't actually I mean, believe this, in it. <laughs> Yeah, it makes you wonder that they might actually change the name of this lineup in the MCU just to Probably. avoid confusion. The way that, like, in Archer, they changed the name of the organization from ISIS because a, a Oh my god, yes. There was a lot of ISIS up. things in the past that were just like, ooh, yeah. maybe not. Oh no. <laughs> Uh-oh. Um, well, uh, so in the comics, Marvel's Illuminati was created by Brian Michael Bendis in 2006. It was formed after the Kree Skrull War. And this group came together to prevent Earth from coming under attack from future advanced alien races. The the different groups of Marvel heroes all thought, like, you know, we, we should kind of, like, have each other's backs to prevent all of us from being destroyed. So really the brightest minds from each of these divisions of humanity joined forces in what was a secret society, kind of like a UN World Security Council, but without any kind of public awareness of what they were doing. And this lineup included Tony Stark, who, uh, this was really his idea, you could say. Uh, he was, you know, of course, the leader of the Avengers, and he represented the, the common man with no natural superpowers other than, you know, a, a brilliant ability to engineer pretty much anything. Um, but he's the one person on this group who's like that. Uh, then you have Charles Xavier, of course, the leader of the X-Men, uh, and they're on behalf of Mutant Kind. And then Reed Richards, leader of the Fantastic Four, considered at this point to be the bright, brightest scientific mind on Earth. Uh, Doctor Strange, Sorcerer Supreme, and the expert in all things mystic. Uh, and then you have Black Bolt, someone we have not met in the MCU. Uh, he's the king of the Inhumans. Uh, well, you could argue if, if the Inhuman series on ABC was MCU canon, I, I don't think anyone really argues that. Uh, but uh, yes, the Inhumans, the, the group of the um, the Kree genetic experiment on the moon who look out for us. Black Bolt's actually a pretty cool character. You know, I love he, Black Bolt, my dude. He like, says a word can level a mountain. Bro, you know? I, I actually am a huge fan of the Inhumans in the comics, but like the way that they've been handled, obviously, in live action, not the best, but like Black Bolt, super cool. Yeah, very cool guy. Uh, and he, he was included on the team really to try to connect mankind to their ancestry because, you know, the Inhumans obviously super old. Uh, then you have Namor. King of Atlantis, who represents the whole anti-hero mindset, because he's a bad boy. Now, Namor, uh, in the MCU, has been speculated to be cast as Tanakh Huerta, perhaps for uh, Black Panther Wakanda forever. Uh, we'll see. That hasn't been confirmed yet. It's just been kind of speculated, rumored, really. One of my favorite details about Tanakh Huerta, who's, I believe, a pretty good actor, uh, he uh, is in the movie Spectre in that elevator in the opening long take following uh, James Bond during the Dia de los Muertos celebration. There's a part where he just goes in an elevator and there's another guy making out with a woman in the elevator. That is uh, our future Namor in the MCU. Oh. Maybe. We'll find out. Okay. So Tony Stark, yeah, he, he initially brought in Black Panther, but Black Panther backs out. He, he doesn't trust this association will be best for Wakanda. Um, now, in the Multiverse of Madness trailer, Doctor Strange comes before a tribunal of six chairs, one of which is definitely occupied by Patrick Stewart, Charles Xavier, which is just insane. I couldn't uh, even, and it's so nice. <laughs> that's why we're jumping to the conclusion that this is Illuminati. Six chairs, one of them being Professor X, it being connected to perhaps Iron Man and, uh, and, and Doctor Strange. Um, they might just give it a different name, but it's going to be essentially what the Illuminati is. However, However, comic fans will know that, like, in the Marvel comics, the Illuminati isn't really a multiversal governing body or tribunal. That's new to the MCU. But I would say, in order to get Professor X on this, the Professor X that we would immediately recognize and get excited about, it kind of needs to be a multiversal body. 
not to say that everything they do will be like a multiverse matter, uh, but I think this is like the opportunity to introduce an important function for the Illuminati that we have not yet seen in the MCU and get them very excited about them. I don't think there's any problem making them a, a multiversal governing body. Well, they sort of are in the comics in a way. I mean, like they're they're not to this extent because they seem like a more of like a Council of Ricks type of like body here in the MCU but in the comics like they though they were you know stationed on earth they did sort of try to stop the multiversal incursions from happening into our reality so in that way I think they're just they're doing that but like in an extra way in the MCU which I'm really excited yes about. <laughs> yeah I guess what I'm saying is like they definitely are aware of the multiverse and threats that come from the multiverse in the comics but they're really just on one side of that battlefront uh, whereas, like, now they're, like, above it all. I think that's fascinating to show them this way because it gives us an opportunity to uh, bring in these characters, some of whom might stay in the MCU permanently going forward, or some who might come back in other forms, and some might just show up in this movie. As we saw in uh, Rick and Morty, Council of Ricks, as you mentioned, like, they are seem like this huge organization that, like, Rick pretty quickly deals with. And <laughs> makes mince meat <laughs> Very of. quickly uh, deals with. And uh, Rick and Morty is 100% in this movie's DNA, of course. The latest draft was written by Mike Waldron, showrunner on Loki. So all the parallels you're seeing between this movie, as it's presented in this trailer, and Loki, that's not by accident. I think he's basically taking the Loki formula of a, of a multiversal bad boy uh, who gets and caught gets arrested and brought in front of this tribunal of oddballs and then he kind of ends up either burning the place down or tasked with protecting the place um from some either even worse threat of something that he was involved with so there are really like three questions that i have about this version this particular lineup of the illuminati question one who else is on it who is the complete roster of it uh two how did this organization form and three what role do we think it will play in the future of the mcu and I want to start, MT, with speculation on who else could be on this lineup. Let's run through all the possible candidates, the people that we've seen in this trailer, people speculated to be in this movie, awesome people who we think should be on it. Uh, of course, starting with Charles Xavier. Uh, can we just talk about Patrick Stewart being in this movie Bro, for a second? Bro, the man is not sweating for work. And let this dude has Picard. This dude is on a roll. Like, this dude is just working, man. And I'm, I'm so glad to see him just... It's see that connection finally. It's like, hello, it's finally the X-Men. I hope he just says that. Look, looks at the camera. It's time for the Fox X-Men, everyone. <laughs> and so and I have to say, like, I I 100% agree. It's insane. And he, like, it hits me more emotionally almost than seeing Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire. That might sound sacrilege to some of you guys. I, I grew up with all of these characters 100%. But, like... And if they can get Tobey Maguire to come out of his weird exile to show up in these movies, yeah, they can get Patrick Stewart. You know, Patrick Stewart shows up everywhere. He uh, back when um, back when live comedy was a thing. There's a, an amazing improv show called Improvised Shakespeare that is based out of Chicago, but does uh, shows everywhere. And he randomly dropped in with Improvised Shakespeare. They they improvise iambic pentameter, and they're so amazing. And he dropped in and just did a show with them. Of course, he's a trained Shakespearean actor. He's done plenty of shows in his lifetime. But so this guy is just happy to show up. He's just a super he's nice dude. He's a cool dude. dude. Um, ah, so chill. But like hearing his voice in this trailer, like to me, the the Kevin Feige era 
era of Marvel movies started with Patrick Stewart agreeing to be uh, Professor X, like someone who grew up with the '90s X-Men series. I thought, like, as a you know, as a kid, I was like, "Oh, that's perfect casting," and he's never proven me wrong. And every time he shows back up, he was really—I mean, along with uh, uh, Hugh Jackman, he was the lifeblood. Even when like Hugh Jackman wasn't part of the movie, when when just like Patrick Stewart could could walk up, and everything felt okay. Oh, you yeah. know, it felt like we were in good hands. But like he, he, was, uh, he was basically like the first superhero shepherd because like he he's the head of the head of the mutant academy. So like he's like, hey, come on, superheroes. So like seeing him sort of like shepherd Doctor Strange in a way, it's like, oh, we need to tell him the truth. And like sort of like just shepherding him in on the the multiversal scene. I think it's just really special to see. Yeah, and 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 you know, uh, unlike Toby and Andrew, I never went through any like petty phases in my life where I was like like I was a little disappointed with what. Patrick Stewart brought to the table, mm. you know, I never was like, oh, Patrick Stewart, <laughs> or I never, like, pretended to be cool with some lame friends by, like, dissing him. So, like, it's only just been pure, wholesome joy and delight at seeing th- this guy involved with anything. Um, okay, so we have Charles Xavier, I think the one confirmed lineup of this, uh, member of this, uh, and obviously I, he would represent mutant kind. So let's run through the other divisions of the Marvel world. Uh, the Mystics. The Mystics. I have to imagine some Sorcerer Supreme is on this panel, and I think the likeliest option is Mordo, based on the trailer. I think the Mordo we see in this trailer is a Mordo from another dimension in which he is Sorcerer Supreme. Yeah, I big time agree. I think that, you know, this Mordo is really concerned about stopping, you know, Doctor Strange's in particular uh, from messing up the, the multiverse. And, you know, in uh, the past Sorcerer Supreme, the Ancient One, Definitely. If, if if this council was around, she was on it. There's no doubt in my mind that she was aware. And so, um, you know, I think that if that seat was vacant, then that Sorcerer Supreme Mortal from another universe could have taken her spot and, um, you know, could have been helping them out. And is who sort of shepherds or brings this uh, Doctor Strange in, um, I'm assuming. So, yeah, more that Mordo. Seems like a really big candidate. I think so, and I think he may be the hooded guy who's who's sitting uh, off to the right. Um, but um, another person we see in this trailer is someone who is like this mysterious figure fighting Wanda Maximoff, and there's a lot of speculation on who this is. If it could be like the Superior Iron Man, uh, Tom Cruise, we'll get to the him later. I think in this case, this person we're seeing is actually some variant of Captain Marvel, or more likely. Photon slash Spectrum, Monica Rambeau, maybe Maria Rambeau. I just think, looking closely, this is very clearly a woman of color. She has a womanly figure. Uh, she's fighting Wanda in this moment. I think having Wanda reunite with Monica Rambeau after they were both involved in the Battle of Westview and WandaVision, I think that's a very exciting matchup. Um, and, and I think what they might be doing here is uh, acknowledging the Black Bolt connection to this lineup because the Inhumans are Cree experiments, and Captain Marvel and her whole corner of the Marvel world all is kind of a mix of humanity with Cree technology, of course derived from the Space Stone, but it is uh, kind of the Cree Project Tahiti that, that led to the version of Carol Danvers that we saw in the MCU. And we don't really know fully what Monica Rambeau's history is with Carol Danvers, but we know she has some history, and I think her powers being similar to Captain Marvel isn't an accident, isn't a mistake. So I, I, I'm wondering if, like, uh, a, a super-powered photon Monica Rambeau in an alternate timeline uh, leading the Avengers as Monica Rambeau does at one point lead the Avengers in the comics. Uh, I think 
that's the version they're going with. And I think she's representing the the extraterrestrial experiment on human uh, on humanity uh, that Black Bolt actually was. Oh yeah, definitely. I think that um, I think that's a really good assessment for sure. And I, but there's also like uh, other fan theories going around. Like you mentioned this earlier with Maria Rambo and how this could be like a what if version of like what if it was Maria instead of Carol and she got the powers, which would be really cool because. I was really sad to see her be, you know, killed off at the beginning of WandaVision, which was a bummer because I loved her in, in Captain Marvel. And so it would, it would be dope to see her come back and for potentially her and Monica from our universe is just to have a little goodbye that they never really had got uh, when she passed away with this variant mother. So I would love to see um, a Maria, but no, a photon Monica Rambeau, like you said, because we ha- we saw that sort of like a, a teaser Face off in WandaVision with uh with Wanda like sort of throwing her around, um so I, it would be good to see them like actually face off like Monica versus Wanda in in Multiverse of Madness. I really love that theory that uh th- it could be this what if scenario of Maria Rambo uh, call sign Photon who ended up getting the the Captain Marvel powers. You know I I, I think that would be awesome to see and especially if like we consider this lineup. Um, some people who come back uh, in the multiverse, uh, or some people, it's kind of, the door's kind of left open. Some people we might just see once, and we just kind of explore it here. Uh, that kind of like that episodic feel to it is one thing that Rick and Morty has. Of uh, some characters, you might see just this one episode. Any character you could see come back. Um, we don't feel like married to anything. Um, that kind of sense of opportunity is is one thing that I really love seeing coming in the MCU. Hi everybody, I'm Katie Segal. And I'm Kurt Sutter. And welcome to our new podcast called Pi, People, Influences, and Experiences. Yes, it's sort of the uh, get to know you at a deeper level, the who, what, when, where, and why you are, rather than what it is you do. Absolutely, we're not gonna talk too much about what people do, we just wanna know about their families, where they come from, you know, what shapes their parenting if they have kids, what shapes their marriages if they're married. We just wanna be really nosy. We wanna get in there. A deep dive into nature and nurture. And we started it because there are a lot of people that we don't know that we are curious about. Right. And I have no friends, so for me it's, you know. Try like, to get them out of the house. Listen to it on whatever you listen to. <laughs> Podcasts on yeah, podcast your, 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 your podcasting apparatus. Watch it on the YouTube. He's aging himself. All right, let's talk about Reed Richards. Uh, there is one like skinny, stringy figure sitting in one of those chairs, and I think now if you're bringing in, if you're bringing in Patrick Stewart, you're bringing in the mutants. You gotta bring in Fantastic Four, even if it's not the the Reed Richards you're gonna stick with going Mm. forward. Some alternate reality version of Reed Richards. Uh, Looking at that silhouette, I don't think it's John Krasinski. Uh, It'd be hilarious if they got Yoan Griffith from the uh, 2005-2007 one. I know in in fans' minds that that's not like the definitive anything. I would, but like if you're just bringing him back once, bro, like he needs to come to the MCU like as a mainstay as the maker, bro, because the maker is one of like the coolest, or in my opinion, like the coolest MCU or coolest Marvel villains, rather. Um, Because if you guys don't know, the maker is like an evil version of Reed Richards from the Ultimate Universe. If Griffith came back as a Mister Fantastic and just like was like, "All right, I'm I'm good," and then he was like, "No, I'm secretly evil," and like I'm turning this council evil now. I would love that. It would be the best turn, and like it would really 
help incorporate that original Fantastic Four team to a potential Secret Wars narrative down the road. Um, so I, I would really dig that. Now, if they aren't ready to introduce Reed Richards, I, I had a theory that I went into in the breakdown that um, there could be a version of the, the Richards family tree, that descendants of having perhaps suggesting that Kang or Nathaniel Richards or he who remains some Kang variant either is currently or was a member of the Illuminati. I just think it's interesting that Kang Citadel, that he re he remains Citadel, has some uh, visual similarities to uh, to whatever this Citadel, the Illuminati, is that is shot in uh, in the British Museum in London. I love that they use that set. Um, it's not a set; it's a museum, but it's it looks so cool. It's one of my favorite places in the world, uh, and they just filled it with these weird looking statues. Uh, the fact that there's like four winged statues, and that Kang he remains had four statues, one of them broken in his inner chamber. Uh, the fact that like the Illuminati is kind of setting up a judicial body that oversees multiversal uh, uh, criminals. You know, uh, I just think there's like it feels like Kang split away from somebody. And he started his version of it, but didn't give enough of a shit to like make it a really cool looking one, and instead just chose his quirky '70s style uh, bureaucracy just as like a maddening torture device for anyone he, who gets sucked into it. Um, like almost felt like he was parodying the self seriousness of the Illuminati. Right. So he created the TVA as like, what you guys are doing is stupid. Right. And I'm going to show you how stupid it is by creating my own. Uh, but he's still pissed off that he was like excommunicated from it. So I don't know. You could have like a Nathaniel Richards be either a founding member or a past member of it. Maybe a current member, another Nathaniel Richards um, variant who totally wasn't turned. Because like this is a council, council of the smartest minds in the multiverse. And Kang is literally... The smartest mind of the multiverse, like, as as we know. So, like, it would make sense for him to be part of this group at some point. I mean, I would just love to see uh, Jonathan Majors on that panel. I want to see, like, Jonathan Majors in a scene with Patrick Stewart. Oh, my God. It would be insane. <laughs> it would be bonkers. And maybe it'll happen in the future if, like, Kang himself, like, Kang Prime shows up, of course. that's. I mean, Kang's coming to the MCU in all kinds of ways. Absolutely. Um, okay, so we talked about it. Tony Stark. We see the Ultron centuries before we see anything else, right? Which tells us that Stark tech, whether it's Ultron or a version of Tony Stark himself, is showing up. There's been a lot of chatter for years that at some point in the MCU we're going to see Tom Cruise show up as an alternate version of Tony Stark. Which just seems crazy. But the fact that Toby shows up, Patrick Stewart shows up, can they convince the insane Tom Cruise to show up in this movie? I think... Playing a, a very, very cool version of Tony Stark from another dimension is something that Tom Cruise could do a Tropic Thunder-style cameo to do. I bet you could talk him into doing that. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think that he would be 100% game to do that. And plus, it's a Marvel Studios check. The man's going to take his money. And, like, it would be... And, like, he was rumored to be... Uh, wasn't he, like, uh, in the running to be Tony Stark at one point? He was. Back in back when they were deciding on Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, he so was it would make a lot of sense for... To, to, like, give it to him. Just be like, hey, do you want to be that Tony Stark character that you wanted to be? Even though it's just a quick cameo. And, like, well, pro like they'll probably end up killing him off. Like, let's be real. Um, and... This would be one that I don't know if we would uh, permanently stay with, right? Like, he would be in this movie and then would not last beyond it. It would be a nice little like fun cameo for the people that like knew about his 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 um trying out for the role and all that. But like I just don't think it's gonna stick for a very long time. But it it does make sense for a Tony Stark variant to be on this council because he's one of the smartest minds in the Marvel universe and he's all about protecting the multiverse at, or the at the people 
at all costs. So he has to be on this panel. The, those uh, handcuffs that they put Doctor Strange in seem like a fusion of like mystic tech, like sorcerer tech, the way the runes kind of twist and lock in place. But also it's just so chunky and metallic. It feels like Stark tech. It feels like something he designed to be part of uh, his, his Ultron Century program. And this honestly looks like if Tony Stark's Ultron protocol was successful and he could actually have uh, the suit of armor around the world vision that he pitched in uh, the straight up the Iron Legion right there yeah yeah and this is the Iron Legion the Ultron design is kind of an AI interface and it works so imagine what would happen to Tony Stark if he was successful in that and just saved the earth with with uh, the Iron Legion uh, all controlled by Ultron and it did actually listen to him it listened to Jarvis you know like this is what we're seeing now it, but also it would give you a very arrogant Tony Stark never learned his lesson Exactly. Uh, and might just be at the top of his power, the top of his narcissism. I'd love to see what version of Tony Stark we're talking about. A super tech-savvy one, but one that uh, has learned nothing, you know? <laughs> if it's Tom Cruise, I hope he jumps on his chair like the Oprah interview. <laughs> <At one laughs> we did mention that um, that the Captain Marvel X figure in the trailer and how it could be the superior Iron Man. And um, there is, I mean, I do think that it's more likely to be a Maria or Monica Marimo. But um, if it was a superior Iron Man, we do see that, um, you know, he, this, this figure is covered in this, like, orange glow. So I'm just thinking, like, what if this is a superior Iron Man that is that perfected the Killian extremist technology? He's, oh, interesting. He's incorporated it into a suit. It's like, all right, now we can use this power with my suit to, you know, just do cool things. Because that's the only yeah. way I could really see this being a uh, superior Iron Man like people are thinking that it is because like I don't understand why his suit would be glowing like that but that's, that's I'm just yeah a I, that's a good point we would need to see some kind of technological advancement from the nanotech yeah. uh, Mark 80 or Mark 85 I think was the last we saw Tony and I think making it true bleeding edge something that is inside of his flesh that comes yeah. out of his cells you know I think that's the way you, you step up the game. And yeah, having something that's like extremist technology yeah. uh, would be one way to do that, for sure. Let's talk about three people who we saw in What If, because this trailer mm. very much feels like What If vibes. It's like yeah. they're canonizing What If officially, they're making it live action, there's so many elements from it. There's Ultron Infinity, Seeing those Ultron sentries seem like, oh, maybe the way they trap characters like Ultron Infinity and Killmonger Infinity is by forcing them to be part of this council. Mm. I feel like they wouldn't play ball, those two. Um, but realistically, do we think we could see Jeffrey Wright, live action, who onto the Watcher on this panel? Mm. I feel like he would participate. I feel like we might get a cameo um, of the, him talking to the council, like standing in front of them and just being like, hey, something's going on. I think that's likely, because like you don't cast someone like Jeffrey Wright and just only regulate him to uh, just a voice in, a, in an animated right. show. I think that it, we'll definitely see him. But Ultron Infinity on the council would be bonkers. And But I would love it. I would love to see James Spader coming back proper and, and just doing his thing. I mean, I think like Uatu the Watcher might consider himself above the, the Illuminati council, right? Even if they are right. a multiversal one. Like he did seem kind of worried that he violated some rules, you know, at mm. the end of What If. And then he did it anyway. He's like, sure, yeah, I'm not. you go have fun <laughs> on this helicarrier. He did seem to like worry that he was going to have to have an awkward conversation with someone. That right. could have been with the Illuminati. He could have been like, look, I made all these promises to the Illuminati. And I basically just 
lied. So I have to go talk to them now. Um, so I don't know if that means he's a member of them or just like he's kind of their like elder in the corner who kind of guides them. He could have said, maybe he put this group together. And he's like, look, I need you guys just to kind of help keep everything in check to rein it all in. Honestly, MT, I think the most likely member of the Illuminati uh, from What If would be Captain Carter. We yes. saw her shield Absolutely. show up on the poster. Yes. And I honestly believe that weird statue in the British Museum of a warrior with the sword in a circular ring is a reference to Captain Carter's return from the past after slaying the squid beast. She came in with the sword in a similar pose through a ring just like that. I think Captain Carter is either like their Captain America that are like, we have to honor this person. She uh, is a multiversal warrior. She is the leader of uh, the Guardians of the Multiverse. Uh, in her, either in her memory or having her be the founder or kind of the mm. team captain of that team. I think having Haley Atwell sitting on that dais by the others, I think that would be perfect, perfect way to oh, bring yeah. her back in. Absolutely. I mean, Agent Carter is a founding member of S.H.I.E.L.D. after all, so having Captain Carter be a founding member of whatever this council is makes a lot of sense because she's just like uh, Cap uh, Tony Stark. She's all about protecting people and she's all about um, doing whatever um, it takes. And like, she was one of the founding members of the Guardians of the Multiverse. So now that that group has disbanded and she has all this knowledge of a greater scope of the, the universe, of the multiverse, she's going to want to be on this on this panel and she's going to be a valuable um, just asset because she is she's aware of everything going on. So yeah, yeah, Captain Carter, for sure. There's another opportunity here. I don't know how many of the seats we've filled. I think we might have filled <laughs> six of the seats right now, but yes. we haven't filled six. We're making Organization 13. <laughs> <laughs> Right, there's like, a, the Namor represented just kind of the everybody else, the other weirdos on Earth, like the, the kind of wild card spot. If it's not Namor, if they don't want to go there yet, if they don't want to use this opportunity to introduce Namor, mm. I wonder if that wild card spot could be seated by Blade or Ooh. Victor Von Doom, someone to represent the dark magic side. Yo! Who's not necessarily tied in with the Doctor Strange Sorcerers, but a different kind of like the, the supernatural side of the MCU. I mean, yo, if we have a multiverse, that means there's gonna be a multiverse of like darker, weirder, like vampire threats, werewolf threats, all those types of threats. So it does make sense for a blade to be on the council um, to just sort of advise on that side of things. I mean, though we do have like, you know, your Doctor Strange's and your your um your Mordos potentially on this council, um, but I, I just think that they deal with a certain different side of the magic universe where Blade deals with a more um, bloodier and gruesome side. Right, it's less less magic yeah. and more just stabbing, you know. So I yeah yeah Blade I would, would love great. to see Blade sitting there. I just I, I just don't know if he'd be interested in going to the meetings. <laughs> <laughs> like I got better stuff to do. <laughs> He's like, oh, how many people do we kill a day? <laughs> Not really a lot. He's like, oh, this is like, we don't do that here. But no, Doom, uh, and Doom is a huge candidate here because he is one of the smartest minds in the Marvel Universe. And he just, he does care about the preservation of humanity and, and, and life because he he's just evil. He's just, he's, he's not a bad dude. Well, he's a bad dude, but he's just, he's not super, super evil. He doesn't want destruction. He just wants to protect people. So he would be on this council. I would love to see him and um, Reed Richards on the same council and bickering and just being like, I hate you, but... We got to work together to stop this because there's a greater. This is greater than us. Yeah, I think Doom would be a fast or some version of Doom, right? Mm. Um, but I think like if we're if we're imagining people who actually want to participate in student council in high school, that also rules out people like Deadpool. Deadpool, who I think could cameo <laughs> in this movie, 
very likely would cameo in this movie. I just don't think he'd be interested in sitting on that board. I don't think oh, they no. would want him on that board. Oh, no. um, but that said, I think he's going to show up in some other way in this oh, movie. Oh, yeah. He's going to show I up I just think this moment seems something. so solemn. Tonally, it'd be weird to just have one of them be an oddball. Well, but what about um, Doc Ock and Norman Osborn? Do you think that they could be potentially be on this panel? In a world where Sony is really heavily involved in this, maybe. Mm. It just feels like this is now Kevin Feige's opportunity to flex. Right. You know, I know Sam Raimi's directing it. I know Sam Raimi has these relationships with Willem Dafoe, right. with Doc Ock. And Doc Ock definitely, both of them seem very enlightened gents when they're headed back yeah. to their home realities. And potentially with Doc Ock, one coming back with Stark Tech, with advanced tech, and might uh, send him now on a timeline where he can do crazier experiments. I think. Uh, in a world where I think Sony is more altruistic at helping Disney succeed on its own and Sony not really getting much money for that, I think sure. Uh, but otherwise, I think any cameos in this movie, if Marvel spends money, buttloads of money getting a, a Sony property cameo in this movie, it's gonna be it's gonna be Toby. You know, yeah. it's gonna be one of these others that we just saw. Yeah. And uh, I could imagine Toby sitting on this panel. I mean Madam Webb seems like a good person to be sitting on this panel. Yo, right? that's you know, a but... really good idea because like she was cast and like maybe there's a reason why she was cast and that, that the news came out and that she's just in Multiverse of Madness. That's a really good idea. My view of this all is that Illuminati is just going to be specifically MCU uh, right. uh, leaders of different quarters of the right. multiverse. And then uh, dealing with the Illuminati on the Sony side will be ambassadors from the Sony-verse right. like Madam Web. You know, so they're going to have their own multiversal body right. that sometimes negotiates with the Illuminati. It's, it's, you know. <laughs> now, we're going to talk about how this group came together, some theories there, and what role they're going to play in the future of the MCU. But first, uh, it turns out I'm much better at eating fancy food than I am at cooking it. Sunbasket is here to help me out. Sunbasket delivers the joy of eating with bold flavors, organic produce, and sustainable seafood and meats. Their award-winning chefs are constantly innovating with new recipes and global tastes to keep it interesting each week with dozens of options. Sunbasket's fresh and ready meals are a perfect hot lunch hack. Heat and eat in minutes. And you can put dinner on autopilot with easy to prep meal kits that impress for date night or win over the picky eaters in your family. Plus, they've got healthy snacks or grab-and-go breakfast items for busy mornings. Whether you eat vegetarian, paleo, gluten-free, or low-carb, Sunbasket has something for you. You can choose some delicious recipes such as pan-seared salmon tikka masala over superfood rainbow quinoa or honey balsamic glazed chicken with warm cabbage apple salad. So set up weekly delivery and skip a week when you need to. It's simple and easy and you will love it. Right now, Sunbasket is offering $90 off and a free gift when you order. Go to sunbasket.com slash marvel and enter the promo code marvel at checkout. That's sunbasket.com slash marvel and enter promo code marvel. We also want to thank Stance Socks for sponsoring this episode. We're big fans of the socks from Stance here. We uh, they're, they're super comfortable. They have great designs. They have some very cool designs I like, including ones made in collaboration with Wu-Tang Clan, Hot Wheels, Star Wars, and they are expanding with all new active apparel line. They have a super soft line of sweatpants and joggers, shirts, hoodies, hats, and more. Embrace a life of superior comfort and creative expression with everyday active apparel that truly is stitched different. It's always fun when you sit down and your socks show just a bit under your pants to reveal that cool design. You know, you know that scenario you're talking about like, oh, I see what he's packing down there. Both the pants and the socks 
can become from stance. Both the pants. So you can show off your pants and then have another layer, a little Russian nesting doll in your lower regions. Stance's philosophy is that you never have to sacrifice your own individual style for the sake of comfort. And now you don't have to. Whether you're relaxing around the house, working out at the gym, or running all over town, Stance now delivers its signature softness and creativity in a full line of active apparel styles from toe to head. Stance has you covered. Head on over to stance.com and get 15% off your first purchase. Use the promo code MARVEL at checkout to apply. Enjoy the color and comfort of a life less ordinary with stance stitched different. All right, MT, let's talk about our uh, our next theory here. Uh, I kind of want to hear from you. How do you think this version of the Illuminati formed? I mean, I have this weird feeling that this council could have been formed, and you brought this up earlier as a response to Kang, potentially. This could just be a secret just council just to pre- prevent forces like Kang and your, you know, your Eliaphs and your, your Dormammus and all that from invading our, our the various universes. So, I, I yeah. don't really know. There's a lot of multiverse madness. So, it could be a number of things. But what do you think? It could be a number of things. I think Kang is the likeliest culprit, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, either he was there at the beginning and then fell from grace like Lucifer. Or he started his own Kang empire, his own Kang dynasty. And then other multiversal figures are like, well, we have to have our, a way to protect us. Like, mm-hmm. like to hear Kang tell it to Sylvie and Loki in that final Loki episode, it sounded like he was, like, the first scientist to discover the existence of the multiverse and not maybe maybe to discover the existence obviously scientists in our day and age have already theorized and pined about the multiverse but actually to shake hands with a variant of himself it seems like kang was the first to do that and mm. that's why he's so powerful now is he kind of figured it out and then all those kangs killed each other off and there was one one last survivor kang uh, that was the most fearsome and the deadliest he is really the one who made the multiverse such a mess and, and rigged it the way it is so rigged now, uh, created this this sacred timeline and created this situation where branches are just, you know, uh, crossing the wrong street causes everything to fall apart. <laughs> like, it shouldn't be that way. It should allow it to be flexible and to ebb and flow and without having to prune things, you know? Right. So I think he's the one who kind of rigged it a specific way and needs it to go a specific way. Uh, meanwhile, you've had other, other characters who in their timelines have uh, made the same discoveries just like it's hard to say when it's hard to say compare time here because it's all kind of happening at the same time but just like we're late to the the four-dimensional game compared to Kang characters (laughs) like this version of Charles Xavier this version of Iron Man etc uh so they kind of rally together and I do like this idea that if it's not Kang himself that his descendant or his really his ancestor Reed Richards is the one who realized the future of what his family tree mm. creates uh, and tries to get ahead of it and tries to respond to it. Just because in the comics, Reed Richards is really the one who kind of is the most aggressive with trying to use the multiverse to solve problems. Mm. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. He's the one who thinks the hardest about this stuff. I mean, he and built I would like a, a trash that... can to the negative zone for a bit, which is kind of funny. <laughs> Yeah, right? Like, this is the guy who I would imagine approaching five other people and saying, look, okay, so I'm going to have a thousand years from now, a descendant of mine is really just going to screw everything up. It's already happened. So can you help me? You're really smart. Uh, Can you help me uh, just kind of rein things in with with a governing body? It's just so interesting that in the trailer, Patrick Stewart says we should tell him the truth. And Mm. and I'm dying to know what that truth is. I think the truth Mm. is that, like, 
really, it's not your fault everything is screwed up. It's this guy's fault. And Reed is like, guilty. Sorry. Um, so we need you to help us fix it. You're really great at this. I also just like the truth that, like, simply the, the MCU we've been living in is is wrong because it doesn't mm. have mutants in it. And we've just been gaslit from the beginning that Yo, it's okay not to have mutants in this world. And they're like, so we're going to fix that. Um... <laughs> uh, and it seems like what this movie is destined to do, especially with the most famous mutant from movies in it. Professor uh, X. Yeah, Wolverine might be more famous. but um. Yeah, this is true. Now, uh, one more question we want to address. What's going to happen to the Illuminati after this movie or in this movie? Before we get to that, we want to thank Helix for sponsoring this episode. MT and I have to be on our A-game during Inside Marvel recording sessions. We do it early in the morning, sometimes after getting four hours of sleep. And uh, we can't afford to have a bad night of sleep because of a crappy mattress. That's why we love our Helix mattresses. Helix Sleep has a, ma- has a quiz that matches your body type and your sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you. They have soft, medium, and firm mattresses. Mattress is great for cooling you down if you sleep hot. Even a Helix Plus mattress for plus-size sleepers. I have a Helix mattress. I love it. MT's Helix mattress is getting delivered soon. So he's going to report back on how much he loves it in future Episodes. So this mattress ships right to your door for free. No need to go to a mattress store. Just uh, go to helixsleep.com slash insidemarvel. Take their two-minute sleep quiz, and they'll match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. And they have a 10-year warranty. You get to try it out for 100 nights risk-free. They'll even pick it up for you if you don't love it, but I think you're going to love it. Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash insidemarvel. And we want to thank BlueTube for sponsoring this episode. We're pretty confident in our theories here at Inside Marvel, but confidence can and take you pretty far in life and in the bedroom and that's where Blue Chew comes in. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can plan ahead, be ready for when opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you receive your prescription within days. It's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, no waiting in the line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA. They prepare and ship direct to your door in a discreet package, so if you could benefit from some extra confidence when it's time to perform, Blue Chew can help you and we've got a special deal for our listeners try blue chew free when you use our promo code marvel at checkout just pay the five dollars in shipping that's bluechew.com promo code marvel to receive your first month free visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information we thank blue chew for sponsoring this show all right mt uh our last question we'll talk about in this episode what role do you think the illuminati will play in the future of the mcu mm, well i think that uh, the Illuminati, whether or not it's going to be this particular people on the panel, I think that in the future of the MCU, we're going to be dealing with the incursions. And what the incursions are, they're basically um, the, the precursor to the Secret War scenario where the different timelines or universes are kind of just crossing over with each other. And basically, one universe has to die in order for the other universe to live. So I think that they're setting it up this scenario by introducing the Illuminati in this movie and then having the Illuminati just sort of be like the the Avengers or like the, the, the force sort of dealing with this bigger threat of like, all right, everything's breaking for real and like the timelines are coming together. So like we have to stop this. So I think that that's, right. that's sort of like what, what we're getting here. But what, what do you think? Yeah, I think that's a really good idea, MT, especially if we assume that the next Avengers movie is going to be Secret Wars. I think if you imagine like a world war breaking up, literally a world's war breaking out, right. uh, who is the, the governing body, the League of Nations, trying to prevent that from happening? And I think that's the Illuminati in this case. Right. They're going to try to use negotiation, uh, try to use diplomacy to try to prevent those threats from breaking out into an all-out war. Mm-hmm. And I think when this group inevitably fails, that's when we're going to have secret war um, mm. happening. 
on Battleworld. Maybe you have a Doctor Doom that's just like, screw that, <laughs> that <laughs> governing body. It's going to be more fun if we can have Spider-Man fighting Hulk. You know, come World, on, please, Battleworld. Uh, please, Battleworld. Yeah. Oh, I love it. But I think ultimately we should look at this organization as like, Rather than a definitive, never-changing body like the timekeepers of Loki, these are really just puppets that are destined to be uh, slain or replaced. Uh, <laughs> or not to say that we'll never see any of them ever show up again in the MCU. I think if they show up once, you could, they're going to be whack-a-moles. They're going to show up everywhere. Um, yeah. But realistically, this exact lineup is probably going to change out. We're going to have different people jump in. It's It's going to be like... Who's on the Illuminati this week? Black Panther was a, a sort of, he was introduced to be part of it, then he leaves, and then I think uh, Charles Xavier dies in the comics, and then he comes back to uh, to fulfill that role, if I'm not mistaken, then him and Namor kind of butt heads for a little bit. Um, but yeah, right. no, for sure. The lineup is can definitely change. I can, I can definitely see it changing in the MCU. You're going to see Wanda or Kang kill off some of these characters. It's oh, going to yeah. be hilarious. It's going to be know, great. It's, <laughs> it's going to be really tragic and like crazy, but yeah. like... I don't think Tom Cruise stands a chance. He's a, he's a gunner. Uh, I but, think the way some of these are going to be introduced are going to be kind of jokey, and I think it's going to feel right when when Wanda comes in there and wrecks the place. You know, some of them it's going to be really sad. Like I think I, it's hard, it was really hard to see Patrick Stewart's character die in Logan. Oh. So to see it happen again, I don't know if I really Bro. want to see that. But like, we've seen him die like twice. So far, so like three times. Oh, that's right. Shot. He died like so many times in the X Men movies. He died in Last Stand. I think it's implied he died in some other way. I think yeah. uh, he almost died in Days of Future Past. But I, I'm so excited that he's part of this universe now because mm. it just just introducing him as Marvel fans know mean that anybody can be introduced. Like yes. that's the dam has already been broken. We're already living in this world. Original recipe: Howard the Duck is coming. <laughs> I mean, that's why I think just this moment in the trailer, it's like seeing Spider-Man show up in Civil War. Mm. That was the game-changing moment. It wasn't the movie itself. It was the moment in November 2015. That was the game-changing moment that told every Marvel fan that we're now living in this world. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's that's why this was such a watershed moment. That's why I lost my mind in the trailer reaction. Uh, I think just hearing his voice in that trailer, that's Bro, that's the game changer. It is the game changer, man, for sure. Like, it's it's bananas seeing, like, our all of our toys getting to play together now. Like, there's no more Sony yes. Fox. It's just like, all right, now all our toys are here. That's so exciting. Well, that is it for this episode of Inside Marvel. Obviously, we're going to be talking about this a lot more on the channel forever. Uh, now, don't forget to check out our many great merch options over at NewRockStarsMerch.com. If you're over 18, click the link for New Rockstars Discord server in the description. Join that conversation. Follow me at EA Voss. Follow MT at Mastertainment. Subscribe to Inside Marvel wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for watching. See you next week. Bye. Bye.